0: Have you ever watched boxing? And the the ref comes to the middle of the ring and he says, Are you ready? And everyone goes, ah, wrestling. Wrestling. Oh, is that wrestling? Okay, sorry. Some sport. <laughs> they don't do it in rugby, but I don't understand this. Because the guys are ready, boy. I don't mean you asked if they're ready. And uh Tonight, I just want to speak a little around that, is are we ready for the return of the king? Are we ready? And you know, I I preached this about two weeks before the conference. I preached the fact that there was a storm coming, and then we had a serious storm during the conference, and then this whole thing with Israel started to happen as well. So you know, I don't think we were ready at the conference, and I don't think Israel was ready when those first guys came into that camp. They they had no idea that it was going to happen. And so tonight, I, I want you, as you're sitting there, I want you to, you know, you know that feeling you get when you're anxious. You, you're not sure what's going to happen, and it's, it, it could be bad. I used to get it when my dad was going to give me a hiding. Uh, and I thought, well, how hard is he going to hit me? How many is he going to hit me? In those days, that could still hit me. <laughs> you know? so, uh, but I want, you to, I want you to think about that, that, that expectation. If, if you've lost that expectation for the return of the Lord. You need, to, you need to do something about it. You really do need to do something about it. The young guy that did the finance teaching, is he here? I really feel that the Lord's hand is on you. And, um, but don't mess it up. Okay. <laughs> like, So, I'm going to be reading from Matthew 25 and verse 1. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. So, they were all ready initially, they were ready for a party. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. I I want you to just back up. When Jesus spoke to his disciples after he had come off the cross in John, is it John 20, 22, and he breathes on them. That's actually when they got saved. That's when the Holy Spirit, it says the, the Spirit of God came upon them. It wasn't in the book of Acts when the Spirit was poured out. We all know about that. But they, they actually became, became saved at that moment when Jesus said to them, and he, he breathes his spirit on them. Yo, I'm really under pressure. You have to do better than Daniel. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not hard. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. Actually, I don't mind. He loves his dad. He'll just say, hey, dad, go. Um, And so we got these five versions that uh, they all fall asleep, the wise and the foolish. And we see that in the Garden of Gethsemane as well, when James, John, and Peter fall asleep when Jesus tells them to wait for him. Just wait here while I go and pray there. They fall asleep as well. But so we see these guys, these ladies, they jump up. They can't go in now. They excluded. It carries on, it says, but while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in. That's why I'm saying tonight, picture of the church, those that are ready. I'm not trying to manipulate you. The word says we need to be ready. We really do need to be ready. The virgins who were ready went in to him in the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Can you imagine? You, you arrive at, at the, the pearly gates, as we call them, and they shut and they locked. What are you going to do? I, I, I think that's quite a, like a hectic thing. I, I don't want to be there because I think those gates are too hard to climb over either. And you've got no oil, so you don't have the Holy Spirit, so you can't float over hey? or walk through. <laughs> and then he says to them, can you, can you imagine God saying to you, Jesus saying to you, I don't know you. Man, I, I would be broken. And it can so easily happen. The, the virgins without the oil, for me... They're people that living in denominational churches. There's a form of godliness, but there's no power. There's no Holy Spirit. And people that are going through the actions, they even come to Josh Jen, Mossel Bay, PM. That's what it is. Um, and and they, they look like they're doing the thing well, but actually inside they're dead. And we need to be those that are not like that. And we need to be those that are actually looking for people that are like that so that we can actually help them. That we can say, are you ready for what is going to happen? When I was first saved in the first five years, the message that was preached over and over again was, Jesus is coming back. And honestly, the church has begun to not preach that message anymore. What was so strange? As I drove out into the road on the day after Israel had started to and started to pound Gaza, all the Jehovah Witnesses were on the road because you know their message, eh? For me, it's Armageddon. Armageddon getting, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> but. Guys, please, I, I wanted to actually, when you, when you leave here tonight, if you're okay with yourself, you think, yes, I'm okay. Let your heart be broken for those that are not okay. Because we, we know each other and that accountability, we know each other. We, well, we should know each other. The problem is we don't know each other the way that we should. And that's why we find ourselves in that place of not having oil in our lamp. So we need to be watching, what things do we need to be watching? Well, Matthew 22 and verse 37, it says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Well, there's not much left after that. Uh, And this is the first and the greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, I can love myself quite easily, but loving my neighbor is not always so easy. Those two things need to be in place. We need to be loving the Lord. And it's no good just coming to church on a Sunday and going to come on a Wednesday. And then in between those times, we just, we have a party, but not a good party. We're just not living the way that Jesus wants us to live. We need to lift our expectation for ourselves. Our relationship with, with one another. How good is your relationship with the person next to you? Or probably the person next to you is probably good, but the person about four or five people down from you. What's your, do you know that person? Do you know what problems they are facing? Do you know the breakthroughs that they had? Because those will encourage you. We need to be watching these things. Guys, we need to, you, you can't just come and sit down at church and, you know, b- because it's Josh Jen, we come to the front and we worship and that's fantastic, but we can't just outside of that not live the life that Jesus has called us to live. We have to be those that are, are looking for the return of Jesus. We have to be. Imagine if you walked in the back door now Imagine. We'd all be on our face. What else do we need to be watching? Lifestyle. I've said that already. 1 Timothy 4.12 it says, but set an example for the believers in speech. This is an area that I think a lot of Christians are actually dropping the ball, is in speech. They use language that doesn't honor God. And they write it off as, oh, we're young and that word's okay. No, it's not okay. You can't use it. Then in, where I come from in Durbanville, you've got English Afrikaans. So there are some English words that are swear words to the Afrikaans people and then vice versa. I would actually sit them down and on the overhead, I put the words down. And I said, these words you may not use. It's a true story. And the reason I learned this was I planted a church in Nelsprate. And I came from Natal. I was the English boyki. Shark supporter. Any other like that? Oh, there we go. There's a few of them at least. You born a shark, you die a shark. Especially in Mossel Bay. There's great whites out there. Um, (laughs) But I went to Nelsprate. And I I can't even even illustrate to you guys because they're really bad. I used words that a lady afterwards, she came to me and she said, Roland, I've got to help you. She was off Afrikaans she could hardly speak English. You can't use this word and you can't use that word. I thought, well, my whole vo- vocab is going to be gone. I won't be able to talk anymore. Guys, speech. Even what we say, not necessarily swear words, but what we are saying when we talk. We we we're breaking people's faith. Oh no, I don't think. Oh, let's go to church because I have to. Oh no, no. Come on, let's go. We're gonna get, we're gonna have a party tonight. And if the worship guy doesn't get his act together, we're gonna get on the stage and we're gonna have a party with him. We're gonna do this thing. And not and and you you'll see that it's contagious. And slowly, straight away, we're watching. We're watching for the return of the Lord. We, we, we're watching our heart. We're watching our speech. Your example, your conduct. Yo, there's, there's, I won't even go there. There's, there is so much that just happens on a regular basis. And you know what? We need to hold each other accountable in this area. When we see something happen that's not right, we need to have the freedom to be able to say to that person, listen, what you just did is not great. You don't have to rebuke them, and be, but you, you've got to say, listen, the Holy Spirit's not talking to you, so I'll talk to you. <laughs> we, 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 need to, we can't do what you are doing. Because obviously if they're doing it, they haven't heard the Holy Spirit. <laughs> hey? the, the Word says in John 16, it says that the Holy Spirit will convict us of sin. In love. Do we love one another? You know, even when you've got something hard to say to someone, do we do it in love? Do they know that we're doing it because we want God's best for them? Or do they think that it's because we want to come down on them and, and belittle them? No, we've got to do it in love. And purity, I tell you, purity is such a fight in the church today. Never mind outside of the church. There are just so many people struggling in areas of purity. And it's, it's, it's really sad. We need to be praying, especially for young single people, men and women. I said to Patty, when I saw the ratio of ladies to men in Cape Town, it's totally ridiculous. I think it's eight ladies to one man. Do you know that? Just look around you, you'll see. I said, when I was young, I should have moved to Cape Town. <laughs> of course, boy, in Durban, we struggle to find ladies. For, 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 fortunately, no, we did struggle. I, it was a struggle. But, but then you found me. <laughs> I think the... the if we look at this if we look at pride do you have pride in your life do you have that thing in your life that says I'm right and he's wrong or I'm better than he is I used to be like that so I know what I'm talking about I, I, I studied as a mechanical engineer everything went right I went to Nelsprate. I started a church. It, it just took off from two people. And we had 45 people get saved in the first year, not church transfer. And by the time we left there after three years, 150 people from, from four people, sorry, not two people. And so we had a problem that we had to go take over in Benoni. They had a problem up there. And so they asked us to go up there. And I thought, Ach, I'll, sh- I'll show these eggs. I'm, I'm good. I'm me. Uh, and I went up there, and I got so hammered, and I think the Lord allowed it just to put me back in my place. Because pride, James 4 and verse 6, it says, but he gives us grace. That's why Scripture says God opposes the proud. Let me tell you, when God opposes you, you got a problem. He gave me this picture of a bulldozer, and I was trying to stop this bulldozer coming forward. Let me tell you, you got no chance, but he shows favor to the humble. When we humble ourselves, God gives us favor. Are you a favorite child of God? I am. Are you? You need to start to think of yourself, I'm God's favorite. And it's not because you're comparing to others, it's because... Of this grace and the and the love that God has for you, do you know that God loves you? When you kick your toe, He cries over you. We've got to get this picture of God as a father, not this little this this uh, thing up there in the in the heavens that has nothing to do with us. No, He's your father. He's your father. But you know what? Humbling yourself is actually spiritual warfare, because it, the next uh, scripture says, "Submit yourselves then to God." So you humble yourselves, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. I've I've laughed over the years. People they quote the scripture. They say. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. No, it's conditional. It's submit yourselves then to God, then resist the devil. You can't resist him on your own and you can't resist him if you're walking in a place of pride. Pride was the thing that brought the devil down. I want to be. Then Patty's favorite topic. Thing that we have to be watching for. What's your favorite topic? Come quick. (laughs) Menopause. (laughs) I agree, Wade. There we go. Gossip. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. There's so much of that in the body of Christ. Oh, and you know what? We pick on people when they're down and we talk about them. We don't talk to them, we talk about them instead of talking to them. And so, guys, please, please, if there's one battle that you you need to win, anyone who speaks against a brother or a sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. You don't want to be judged by the law. You want to live under grace. And so, uh, are, are you ready? You know what, if, if you gossip today, you're not ready. If you had pride in your heart today, you're not ready. You're part of the virgins that are, didn't make the cut. Yeah, Patty likes to train the young ladies in menopause. No, no, she doesn't like to gossip. She can't handle gossip. When you've led a church for any period of time, and you can ask Stephen and, and Kathy, you will get stuff said against you. And sometimes from the people that love you, they don't even understand what they're saying about you is actually breaking you down. And guys, I, I, w- I want you to protect your elders. I want you to protect your elders. I, I want, when people speak about your elders, I want you to say to them, hey, no, I don't accept this. If you've got something to say, come, let's go together. We'll go and speak to them. Do not entertain that sort of stuff. Really, if if your eldership gets broken down, this congregation is gonna struggle. Really, you need you and then on top of your eldership, if there are deacons and com leaders, anything of leadership, we cannot speak against them. We have to go and speak to them, not against them. And so then we're going to carry on on the second part. So the the first part is if you're not ready, you're not going to make it. Matthew 25 and verse 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey, and the man who had received the five bags of gold went on at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more I, I i could write steve's name next to that so also the one with two bags of gold gained two more but the man who had received one bag so he had the least talent dug a hole in the ground and hid his money his master's money so he returns and and we see the story of of where the the guy says to him, well, what have you done? Oh, I've, I've got five more. He says, okay, yeah, you can have 10. The next one says, oh, I, I doubled mine. I've, I've got four now. He says, great, you've got four. He goes to the guy that's got the last one, and he says, so what did you do? And he, and he says, I knew you were a, a, a horrible person, just abbreviated. it, a really hard master. So I dug a hole, and I put it in the ground. And if you ask Steve, he'll tell you that's the worst investment you can make. And uh, now that you're back, I'm giving it to you. What happens to that guy? He says, "Into outer darkness. I don't know you." So what's this parable about? It's about are you using what God has given you? Yes, all the other things are 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 ex- exciting, and uh, we need to do all these things, but are you doing what you can't just be live a perfect life but sit there and do nothing you need to be someone that's functioning helping with the children helping in leadership looking going going to the eldership and saying listen what do you feel my gift is i, I want to encourage you guys and everything involves your, your eldership everything your resources. What are you doing with your resources? The, the teaching up here was about how you should handle your resources. Make sure that you're handling your resources in a way that brings glory to God. And glory to God is not digging a hole and sitting under and sitting on it. It's actually doubling it. And if you have a look in that thing, it's actually the guy that got 10. He actually takes the guys that had one and he gives it to the guy that had 10. So he's got 10 plus one. So I, I believe that means if we got a certain gifting, if we are faithful with it, God will add, he'll double it and he'll add to it. So, guys, we need, we need to be doing that. And then just the, the last one here in terms of uh, uh, making sure that we've got this area covered. And um, it's the area of marriage. What are you doing with your marriage? My wife, she's going around South Africa preaching about menopause. <laughs> oh, I just lied. Sorry. Justin, Josh, Jen. <laughs> But these days, Josh Jen, 46 things is almost the whole of South Africa anyway. But guys, I want to challenge you, if you're married. Obviously, if you're single, this doesn't apply to you. Get your marriage sorted out. Don't let it get to the place where it's difficult to resurrect it. Patsy and I, we've been married 40 years this year. And uh, when we got married, our first five years of marriage, I didn't think we were going to make it. And you know what? I was in a church, I was leading a com, and our marriage was terrible. If your marriage is like that, get help. Go to somebody. Don't think, oh, we're going to work it out. No, you're not going to work it out because look where you've got it ready on your own. Just go to somebody that you know can help you. Or you know what? If you go to Steve, you'll say, hey, listen, why don't you go to that person? He knows the gifts that are, are in the life of the church. Get your marriage sorted out. Get it sorted out so that you are ready and you are working with what you have. Because obviously marriage works its way out in parenting as well. And then we find ourselves with a whole new generation of children that are growing up. I say children, but I mean those that are still at home. Uh, that are not bringing glory to God. Something that I, I had a struggle with. Just a small testimony and then we're going to pray. So I had a problem with anger in my life. I didn't know why I was so angry. I still don't know why I was so angry, but I had to deal with it. I, I had to get to the bottom of why I was so angry. Uh, I had a cousin that I hated. Whenever I saw him, I wanted to hit him. And I didn't know why I was like that. And if you know what I was like before I was saved, I was quite a, quite a that's why Patty fell for me. She, she wanted a bad boy. That's true. Yeah, she's true. She's my... hey. <laughs> but every time I saw him, I wanted to hit him. And so Patty said to me, no, we've got to sort this out. Eh? So we went on holiday, and she said to me, come, let me pray for you. My wife, let me pray for you. And she prayed, and this guy, and I couldn't even remember this. This guy had sexually molested me. As Patty prayed for me, it actually came back. This is what happened. And uh, she was able to pray for me. And I I haven't seen him since then, but um, that anger is gone. So anger has a root, and you need to find that root and pull it out so that you can live past that. Uh, Husbands and wives, uh, I'm sure you you know each other's anger by now. You can't take two people that have never seen each other before, put them in the same house, and they never have an argument. Who who's done that? Never had an argument. And remember, we're ready. Eh? We're going to to. We're not going to make it if we lie. Laugh. <laughs> so. I want to pray this, this evening for, are we ready for the return of Jesus? And are we using the gifts that God has given us?